The following is part of a seven-episode mini-series featuring a select group of 500 startup portfolio companies that participated in the Alibaba eFounders initiative. The entrepreneurs, who were all from Southeast Asia, visited the Alibaba Business School campus in Hangzhou for 11 days earlier this year and were coached directly by Jack Ma and his team. Welcome to The Jay Kim Show, Hong Kong's first dedicated podcast on investing in Asia. Join us as we survey the land and discover the greatest companies and most profitable investment opportunities in Asia. If this is your first time listening, thank you for stopping by. This podcast is produced every week with the goal of providing actionable insights to you, the listener, with every single episode. And now, on to the show. This week's show guest is Francesca Chia, co-founder and CEO of GoGet. GoGet.my is a marketplace for on-demand errands and deliveries powered by a community of runners called GoGetters. Francesca and her co-founder started GoGet to help busy people outsource their to-do lists to a trusted person in the community. Francesca, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. So why don't you give our audience a little bit of background of yourself? You know, I'm always interested to hear how entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs and, you know, sort of what their career path was or their educational path was. So if you could uh, maybe give us a little bit of background. Sure. Um, Great. Um, Well, so first to start off with, um, I am Malaysian um, and I was raised in Malaysia all the way up until um, the last years of high school. And I went over to England for... um, to finish that off before I went to Chicago Northwestern and graduated with a major in economics and a minor in Chinese language and cultures. Mm. Um, and after that, I actually um, decided to work in corporate for about four years. I was working in a management consulting firm called the Boston Consulting Group for about four years around Southeast Asia. Um, so that was really around Malaysia, um, Singapore, Thailand, and Indonesia and one year in Australia. So that was really awesome because I got some experience in industrial goods to um, government um, agencies to also um, telcos and media as well as technology um, projects. So Mm -hmm. after four years of that, that was really the first um, kind of step out uh, from corporate where I jumped into GoGet, and I guess we have not turned back since. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty exciting. So I'm always uh, pretty jealous when I hear about, uh, you know, I, I, I spent a career on Wall Street. I'm, I'm still uh, sort of an investor full time, but I, I've, there's been many points along the way where I'm like, oh, you know, because I love I sort of love startups and I love meeting entrepreneurs. And so was there, just out of curiosity, was there a certain catalyst or uh, an event that happened in your life that you were like, okay, you know what, I'm going to do this full time, Uh, you know, and and, uh, where did the idea come from? Yeah, for sure. Um, So I would definitely start off by saying I'm not a planned entrepreneur definitely was an accidental <laughs> entrepreneur Wasn't the best. <laughs> yeah. i don't think i grew up going oh i would like to own my own company that just right. never ever came across my mind i thought i would just work for someone um uh so the journey of kind of going from 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 that mentality to where i am today was probably really interesting um definitely there were events that caused me to then jump ship um and they're rather serendipitous events that I would kind of say, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, 
So it was the fourth year in BCG. And um, as you may know, um, since you were in Wall Street, um, the tenure of a management consultant usually goes up to an average of two years. And, um, so, so, but like when you hit your fourth year, you're like the old one on the shelf and it's kind of weird that you're still around the co- company. Um, so if you're not planning to be partner, you're probably thinking of something else around that time. Um, right. So for me, I decided to go, well, th- that was definitely where I was kind of like hitting, it was my fourth year and I was wondering what to do. Um, and I just, I just did it very very, I guess, BCG, like I thought, okay, well, if I'm not going to be in BCG, I would like to do something I really can't get if I was, uh, if I was not in BCG. So um, one would be the social impact. Mm-hmm. So two would be, uh, I would be a stay-at-home mom. Um, <laughs> or three <laughs> would be, um, I would execute and build, uh, you know, and, and be able to make some decisions because in, in consulting, you kind of tend to tell someone, but you don't, t- you don't tend to do anything. Um, so I actually did start applying to, uh, startups, I, other startups, um, I applied to companies that were trying to grow, but, um, very quickly, I guess through those interviews, I realized that all this while in the last nine months, I did have an idea with a few friends, but we just thought it was a silly thing at the side that friends would just talk about on coffee and we would never actually end up doing it. Right, um, sure. Yeah. And then, and then we realized, oh, wait, the coffee has gone into a PowerPoint slide and the PowerPoint <laughs> slide has gone into like a spec for a technology outsourcing team to do to then like, oh, my God, the technology team has actually produced a prototype. What do we do with this now? So I think it, it reached that point just at that time when I was thinking also of considering what to do next and go get in BCG that GoGet had a prototype. So I actually ten, I actually asked for a leave of absence from BCG and I said, let me take six months off and try to execute this prototype and and we'll just see where it goes. Um, but within uh, about three weeks, things that happened in those three weeks uh, just uh, was, was really, really, I guess, serendipitous that it made me go, okay, I really need to take the ball that's on my lap and just throw it as hard as I could in front of me. So... Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was just, it was what, I mean, one event was that I had gone to, um, I had gone to grab ice cream on one of the days with um, my then boyfriend, now husband. Um, and I, I don't, usually, <laughs> I don't usually bring my dog, um, um, with me for ice cream, but that random day I did. And this, and, and I, if you don't know KL well, but we went for ice cream in Bangsa, which is really like the place that um, we actually started go get in that hub because it's the place that has a lot of, um, because you're based in Hong Kong, right? Yes, that's right. All right. So I'm guessing it's kind of like, it's kind of like just mid-levels, mid-levels. Yeah. It's like fun place, hit place. Everyone goes to, but it's also congested and it's very painful to get to. Um, So uh, that was prime for go get. So um, I was trying to roll out in, in Bangsa and I needed a partner. Uh, that would a partnering company that would be a good um, sponsor uh, to team up for a partnership. Mm-hmm. And, um, and when I went to bring my dog to get ice cream, um, this, this ice cream shop actually has like grass inside it. It's kind of weird, but it has grass in it. So oh. I was like, Oh, I really shouldn't bring the dog in because there's, there's, <laughs> grass, there's grass in this thing. Right. So I'm like, I'm like, Hey David, like keep the dog out and I'm going to get us ice cream. By the time I came out, like the owner is talking to us and the dog and owner goes like, what do you guys do? And I'm like, Oh, I'm just trying to do this thing called go get. And then he's like, I love that idea. And 
was like, well, I'm looking to partner. And no then way. they're like, yeah. And then he goes, oh my God, I would love to do um, the first partnership. So, so we ended up doing a partnership, um, which was go get my inside scoop. It's a, it's one of the best ice cream, um, like, I guess artists and ice cream makers and kale. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, and we did delivery of ice cream just because I brought my dog and the guy liked dogs. Um, and nice. that was, yeah, it was like, and I literally, I could name you like so many other events that happened that caused me to go, this is kind of weird. I think there's something beyond, um, <laughs> beyond what I can do that is really making go get, go for it. So I, I just kind of jumped the boat. That's an awesome story. Uh, thanks for sharing that. I, I think that, uh, well, I, I can say from personal experience that, uh, you know, we'll get, we're going to get into your business model a little bit here, but, uh, yeah, there's, there's so many times where, um, you know, and Hong Kong has a few, uh, similar type competitors to you, to, to your business, but there's so many times where it's literally like, oh, I just need X, Y, Z, and I just need someone to, to just deliver it. And I wish there was a service to do this. And so I, I guess it's one of those things where uh, within those three weeks, uh, you know, you basically, if and there's like a saying where like one one person says something or two, two people, but then like the third time you hear them. And um, it must have been something like that uh, for yeah. you. But yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think that uh, it's a pretty cool story, um, you know, coming out of the from the corporate world. I'm always interested to hear about how, how people get out of the corporate world, you know, and, and I guess, um, uh, you know, it, it's 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 a it's it's a leap of faith uh, to a certain degree. But uh, I, I'm, I'm glad to hear that things are, are working well. Um, so let's hear a little bit more about your business. Um, so tell us a little just tell us the basic uh, sort of uh, framework. Um, you know, you, you obviously started with the ice cream, uh, st- store and the, and the first sort of, uh, you know, partnership, but how, what's the, what's the basic structure of, of GoGet? Yeah. Uh, so GoGet fundamentally is a platform that connects users to people in the area to get things done. And those can really range from dispatch to even picking up something from the store and, um, delivering something to your customers. So, um, and we have two main products actually in GoGet. One is for personal use. Um, and the other one is called GoGet for business. Um, so businesses is actually one of the biggest use case for GoGet. Um, especially the SME, which is the small to medium enterprises in Malaysia, mm-hmm. where, um, if you can already imagine, let's say a small florist or a small bakery, they're not going to have their own dedicated fleet or a huge team to help their operations. Right. But when they need, Deliveries done for Mother's Day, or what? Yeah, for example, what just happened recently, Mother's Day, all the florists are, are trying to ramp up as many deliveries in a single day, and they don't usually have those fleets. So, um, what companies do is they use Go Get for Business, and it's the same thing, but we connect them to a reliable part timer that can get their deliveries done, or marketing help done, or even operations done. Um, so, our vision in Go Get is really to create a new wave of what we call work. Um, we believe that work doesn't really have to be the nine to five, uh, in an office, um, because of the amazing thing with that small little pocket, um, device called a smartphone in your, in your pocket that can now connect you, um, to someone on the other side of the city. Um, you can create trust with so many ways There's payments that can go through that thing. Um, so what's really awesome now is that opportunities can be so much less restricted and friction in the labor market can be reduced so much more than before. So, we believe that work could be created, you know, for 15 minutes or for one hour, or even when you're 500 kilometers away from me, you can still um, kind of help me out. So what we're trying to do is really change the way the future of work looks like and change the way 
that people envision um, being able to connect and earn money on a, on, um, a very micro level. Um, and so that's really what GoGet tries to do, which is kind of empower one end to earn money on a trusted solution. And on the other, we're empowering businesses to scale their operations without scaling their full-time costs. Yeah, that's so great. I mean, I, I, it's, it just shows you the power of technology. I mean, you know, I mean, this, you're... Your sort of model is uh, is is has been done in, in various different ways. You know, there's freelance services like Fiverr and this sort of thing that uh, yeah. you can you can hire someone to to help you out with uh, with a task or a project. But I just think that uh, I I really I'm I'm very very intrigued when it comes to sort of uh, real life sort of tasks and, and errands and this sort of thing. So can you give us a, a couple of of examples of uh, what are what are the, what are some of the most popular um, yeah, sort of uh, projects or, or tasks that uh, that people use GoGet for. Yeah, sure. Um, so you're right. This is very like physical. We actually have like arms and legs moving around the city. So um, I mean, the most the bread and butter for what we do at the moment mm-hmm. um, is uh, is picking up and dropping off things. And it's really, really obvious because that is like the most commonly used case for a business when they think of this right now. But you can think, you can see that this will go beyond that very soon. Uh, but what do they bring and what do we pick up and drop off? Essentially, um, we're, we're really known in the market for perishable and high care goods. So cakes, mm-hmm. flower deliveries, balloons um, to cupcakes and um, odd shapes like um, like plants mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> because um, essentially you can't put those items into the what we call post-Malaysia or I'm, I'm sure Hong, Hong Kong maybe is Hong Kong Express. I don't know. Is there a Hong yeah, Kong? Yeah, Hong yeah. Kong Express. Yeah, Hong Kong Post. Oh, okay, great. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and uh, in Malaysia, you can't put it in a career company because they're going to put it into a distribution center onto a conveyor belt and by the time it reaches the customer, it's completely broken. So um, in the past, people would actually be only limited to like a bakery could only deli- could only serve people who would either pick up the cake from her bakery store or um, people who she was willing to get into the car and deliver it to right. or have one guy be a de- her dedicated fleet to do that. So you can see how limited a bakery was before this. Um, they really couldn't serve as much. Now we have bakeries that serve across the whole Klang Valley um, and they don't need to increase their fleet and they can take as many orders because um, the community around them called go-getters are now their flexi um, fleet. So um, that's one of the biggest use case that people mm-hmm. use this for. It's all these perishable um, food items to flowers um, that cannot go into a conveyor belt, but still need to get delivered from businesses. Right. Okay. So uh, yeah, so this is pretty interesting. So, when I think about, uh, say, a F&B type operation, so the, generally they, they might have someone in-house, but again, that, that you're, you're limiting uh, the, your, the amount that you can, your, the volume that you can actually process. Uh, and then they have uh, companies, intermediaries, such as uh, Deliveroo and this sort of thing that could, uh, if you're an F&B, maybe you can uh, pay a little bit of money and, and sign up for their service and expand your distribution that way. Um, but then there always comes, in, you know, when it comes to these sort of things, the goods that you were talking about just now, um, it, there there seems to always be like uh, scheduling issues, right? So it's kind of like, oh, well, you can deli- we can deliver it, but it has to be in between two and four or whatever, right? And so I guess your company will actually assist in uh, expanding the 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 time uh, frame as well, right? Yeah. Well, we we actually deliver an SLA of 
one hour. So as long as we pick it up at, at one, we'll deliver it at two, if that makes sense. So, um, so they are able to then tell their customers that if their order comes in, it can be delivered within the next hour. Um, they just have to be able to put that into our system um, in time so that our, our technology can then send it to the nearest go-getter. Mm-hmm. And we provide this as a special benefit to business account users. We have a 100% guarantee fulfillment between 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. on a Monday to Saturday so that they can be kind of doing these deliveries with ease and not worry whether or not it will get sent or not as long as they put in the time that they want us to pick it up, our SLAs that will deliver within the next hour. Wow. That one, that's, that's pretty, that's pretty incredible. Uh, you know, I, I, for, uh, I don't, I'm, I'm not that familiar with KL, but for a city like Hong Kong, um, you know, there's even, it's a logistics hub. And so you would think that one hour would be possible and there's still very, very few places that can actually do it or guarantee that. So, um, I think that's pretty impressive. Let's talk a little bit about the go-getter side. So, um, you know, I, I like how you started off with sort of a philosophical uh, sort of vision of, of being able to create work for people uh, and not necessarily uh, a nine-to-five or, or a specific schedule, but, you know, it could be smaller micro-increments of work. Um, and I think that's a great concept. What, what does it take to become a go-getter? How do you uh, sort of, uh, you know, vet these people? How do you get them on, their, on your platform? How can you ensure the quality control? How, you know, tell us a little bit about that side. Yeah, sure. It's so complex, but it is it is basically our our core, and it is so important mm. to us. Um, we value go getters just as much as kind of it, they they are our, an extension of our our office. Um, we always treat them as family because um, just really the, the happiness of go getters and and. Um, their satisfaction is really going to be extended to the service um, that people receive. So um, the way we build go-getters, it really starts from even just branding. Um, we don't, we never started with the name runner or, you know, um, a, a errand boy. Right. Um, there was like a reason why we first even just chose the word go-getter because we wanted to make sure that they were, respected in the community um, as equals and were also resourceful and, and very in the true sense of being a go-getter. And, and we wanted to change the way people view customer service through go-getters because in Malaysia, a lot of people would view this kind of job as um, unfortunately a little bit de- degrading or um, they would also not, um, not, it wouldn't attract the right talent to provide great customer service. So, that's not just um, Malaysia. I think that that's uh, pretty much everywhere, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. But it, it's true. It's true. Yeah, and so we said, you know, from the get go, we did not want to build an errand boy or a fleet mm-hmm. um, uh, kind of mentality. It was really a community of go getters, and so from that on, from that already from the get go, you kind of it naturally filters the type of people that firstly applies to us. Um, and then when they do apply, they have to go through an online application. Um, so you can do this at home just with your smartphone and just whip it open and it's just applying. Um, you do go through like some information about the company and then some basic Q&A as well, just for you to kind of make sure you understood what, uh, what it's about. But we do invite you into the office for a session and we'll actually go through one hour with you um, to, to just walk you through the, the, 
the app, what it means to be a go-getter, our culture, uh, what it means to provide good service, and ultimately what it means for them to own their own business with it. Because we always say that they are not coming in to be a staff for us, but they're coming in to build their own business on GoGet. Hmm. So they have to know how to earn a lot more or how, how to get the best um, uh, network so they can continue to earn a lot. Uh, and we, tr- we teach that in our training session. Um, and then when we, when they finish the training session, we do have a, a, a kind of a problem solving test just to make sure they also kind of learn what we told them, um, like how to earn and how to be a good go-getter. And we go through obviously the ID checks. Um, so we have three layers of identity checks. Um, and, um, trainers are also trained to really do Q and A in these sessions so that they do leave kind of prepared to kind of take on some jobs. But training doesn't end um, after that, you see. So even though they're verified after they pass the test, they do end up um, getting tips regularly from us. Um, this, the technology also um, empowers them to kind of earn more as they go. And um, we do events. Actually, we do physical like com- community events where we bring them in and we kind of get them to meet each other um, because it's more than just kind of earning. It's also a community around it. That's fantastic. I think that uh, that's that's a pretty innovative way to go about it. You know, I mean, uh, you're right in that, uh, you know, I mean, they're pretty much the front line of your business. And so they're, like you said, they're an extension of your company, more or less. What is the, um, can you talk a little bit about uh, sort of the revenue model that you guys run? How do you, uh, you know, what do you charge uh, on each side and, and how do you pay out go-getters? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, it's like a typical marketplace in that sense, because what we do is we just take a cut of the transaction that goes through the platform. Um, so uh, at the moment it's by a commission on a job, but there's another um, revenue stream, which is also for business accounts. So as I mentioned, there are two type accounts, one, which was kind of a, for the personal account, but the second is for a business account. Mm. So with business accounts, there are benefits such as the 100% guarantee. The um, we also provide insurance um, in the good, for goods in transit, um, and we we give them access to the top tier go getters. So there's a lot of extra features that a business gets from tracking to like proof of delivery and things like that. So with that, we we charge them a 10% management fee when they top up their credit packages mm. um, on GoGet. So everything's via credits for GoGet business. It's cashless and businesses just top up packages of credits and we just charge 10% for that management fee. Oh, interesting. Okay. And on the GoGetter side, is there a... Um, I guess, do they get ranked? Is there like a social element to it where if, if someone completes a task, then the, the customer can actually rank them and they get, uh, is, is, is there that in place? So we do have rating and reviews as as a module. And so every job can be rated and reviewed. Mm. Um, but we also do other things such as even in events, we, we do ask merchants who their favorite go-getters are and vice versa. And we give them like mini awards. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. But we also do recognize like top tier go-getters. We, we count them as elite go-getters. And mm-hmm. um, that's when they've kind of gone through more than 50 jobs. They've had more more than 4.8 stars as their ratings and they are, um, they don't have any active strikes or complaints on them. Um, then they get invited into the special pool, which not only kind of gives them an extra training ground of how to be even um, like better as go-getters, but also it gives them access to jobs prior um, as a priority over other go-getters first. Ah. Um, yeah. So they get to, it's, it's like leveling up 
if that makes sense. So yeah, yeah, it's pretty, <laughs> yeah. pretty cool uh, feature. Yeah, yeah, but it's not to all all jobs. It's only selected jobs get their priority. Interesting. Okay, that's that's. Uh, I like that. That's a pretty innovative way. Just out of curiosity, how, what is the m- mode of transportation that most of your go getters use? Is it does it is it their choice or? Um, yes, it's completely their choice. They can have a bike or a car um, or even an SUV. Um, we do have some that actually don't even have vehicles. They just do jobs that are requiring foot. Um, mm. Or because we're not only dispatch, um, we actually, like I mentioned a little bit in the earlier part, it was that we we actually connect businesses to to part timers even for operational tasks. So sometimes businesses will ask, like, I need someone to come here during Mother's Day to tie all my ribbons in these flower bouquets because I have a thousand, and I will pay you ten bucks per hour. And right. yeah, go get us just show up, and they're like, all right, I'll just tie ribbons for about five hours. And, and that's just what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so I think it's great. Yeah. They don't need a car for that. That was, that, that was actually going to be my, my next qu- question, Francesca was, uh, is there bespoke, uh, requests that could be, uh, uh submitted and, and you just answered it. So I think that's, that's actually really cool. It's almost like a concierge service where it's kind of like, okay, I need this problem solved. Can you help me? And, and, uh, you know, you could probably find someone to, to help you. Um, I wanted to ask about, uh, sort of what your current goals were for t- 2018. Uh, you know, it sounds like things are, are, are picking up and, and you, you guys are getting some great traction. Uh, you are, are you guys only in Malaysia, at, uh, in KL at the moment? Uh, or are you looking to expand into other cities? Yeah. So for 2018, kind of where we stand and kind of where our goals are is to, um, we're still very dedicated and focused in Klang Valley. We want to make sure we serve this market really well. Um, mm-hmm. we've been, we, we started in 2014, um, June, but we really only built the Go Get business product in 2017. So um, we feel that there is a lot of space still for us to kind of get a very strong hold in Klang Valley for Mm -hmm. SMEs. Um, And we don't kind of want to get distracted. We don't want to get distracted um, yet because we just kind of want to get really good in in Klang Valley to to do that. So by the end of this year, our aim is to, um, to focus on um, building more and more SMEs to come on to go get and use uh, us first as dispatch and then more. Um, And to really end the year with a strong technology platform um, as we continue to build for that Um, with like the super awesome team that we have. We have, we we only have around 11 people in the office. So it's a really lean team. Um, And, um, and, and it's just to grow revenue so that we can end the year with strong profits. Um, and then next year would be the year if we were to consider to move on to other cities, um, which would be kind of 2019's plan. Um, but before that, we would also want to make sure we go through and build um, the other the other modules beyond dispatch more because we want to get a larger share of people's wallet before we move on to other geographies. Um, so we want to make sure that in the SME, if we serve one business, we're serving them not just for dispatch, but we're serving her for also tying the ribbons really well and also finding her an admin um, data entry person when she needs it. And when we can provide that full solution, then we would start scaling to different cities um, so that we can get a really good product that can just scale to different areas. 
Sounds exciting and uh, and yet very challenging <laughs> and daunting, but I'm sure that you'll be able to uh, achieve everything that you set out to. Um, I wanted to, as we look to wrap up here, Francesca. There's a we, uh, you know, you you're obviously a uh, sort of a 500 uh, 500 startups uh, uh, program graduate or or an uh, uh, LP or sorry, a, a portfolio company. Um, and uh, and I you know I, I know that you went through the Alibaba e founders program and so we're we're kind of tied up with uh, doing uh, this promotion and and um, with with the 500 crew uh, who I'm I'm very friendly with and so I wanted to just ask you about your experience during that uh, program there what was it like were there any uh, interesting uh, takeaways that you would want to share with the audience yeah um, definitely I think the Alibaba eFounders program that we just went through was, I don't think I'll give it justice when I say it was, it was just really good. You know, um, it was, <laughs> <laughs> I need to have a better word for that. It was very <laughs> insightful and extremely um, enlightening. Um, I, I must say before we went, and it wasn't just me, um, I know a lot of founders were very hesitant for Steve to give off 10 days to a program like that and to, Sure. Um, and to, to not really know what you're going to learn, it was kind of a big risk to be like, okay, we're just taking 10 days off our ventures just to do this. Uh, but in within the first day, I think we quickly realized that it was a program that was to firstly immerse us into um, how ventures in China and how Alibaba themselves um, have really used technology to um, bring about a lot of social change and, t- and um, bring about a lot of development change in a country. And they, they're, the main aim is to see how we can do that with our nation. As um, all the founders that were invited were all people in um, new economy models and open platform models. So the, the main belief was that um, the these type of models that would connect people, such as GoGet, that connects um, businesses to go-getters and vice versa, mm-hmm. uh, were going to be models that really help bring about a lot of social change in economies and can also help develop it very well. So um, it had a great, uh, you know, objective and um, to kind of teach all these founders how uh, companies have done that in China in a very large scale and how can we learn from them. So they, they gave us um, time with top management. Um, we, we got to meet Jack Ma himself, uh, wow. but, we, but we also even got to talk to, um, even right down to uh, e-commerce stores that were listing, uh, there were huge, um, the big e-commerce stores that were listing um, in in China, and and it just showed us how, um, how like one of the biggest lesson was to think about um, ourselves as ecosystem players. So what we mm. mean by that was that uh, if you look at Alibaba, obviously Alibaba now has payments to e-commerce to logistics to big data to tourism to like last mile new retail like everything is under alibaba uh, umbrella at the moment that's right right um what they do really well is of course that they connect all of their systems as best as possible and they make this ingenious like big data um power play on it and literally you could do you you just cannot leave the alibaba ecosystem if you are even in a single app one of their apps Right. Um, and you cannot really leave it as well when you're in China because one part of your day is going to touch the Alibaba ecosystem. Right. Um, and um, and the concept behind that, though, was that one, if you create uh, if you if you recognize that for players to be strong, we have to apply 
and work together as ecosystem. So as a, for us in, in GoGet, we are a ecosystem player for more logistics at the moment. Um, how can we lean on e-commerce players as well as payment players to make sure that all of us can grow faster? Um, and that's a big takeaway that I took. Um, and I think it's very common that most of us, when we do our own ventures, we're thinking really only in our own space, like how much more market share can I get just for GoGet and my industry, right? Um, <laughs> but we're not thinking how, like, you know what? How can I help? Um, how can I, how can I help? in a way, do something where the e-commerce player that I'm partnering with is going to get more so that I can also get more deliveries. And right. and that mentality, I think we should really kind of remind everyone to do so that, you know, wherever people are, they're, they're growing the ecosystem and not just themselves. That, yeah, that's really interesting. And I think that's very relevant because uh, a lot of times you just get too pigeonholed into the and, and selfish, really just thinking about what you're supposed to be doing, which I guess is good, is, is a good thing. I mean, as a startup founder, you should be 100% focused on your company, but it's an interesting uh, perspective of, of thinking about the bigger picture, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And especially for marketplace models or open platform models, um, if you think about it, the bigger your users or whoever is plugged into your platform are, the better, the bigger you are too. So you want to always empower people. You want to always empower the people that are plugged into your ecosystem. And um, that's really important. Absolutely. Well, Francesca, it's been so uh, great catching up with you. Uh, thank you for coming on and, and sharing your story. Um, I just have you know a couple final questions uh, for you before you leave. Um, so the second to last one is something that I like to ask basically anyone that comes on my show, all the entrepreneurs and um, you know, as someone who's come from corporate, you know, and, and I have a soft spot because I, I worked in corporate as well or, or, or banking and, and this sort of thing. And someone that's come out and now you're successfully running your, your startup. Um, if you have any piece of one piece of advice for maybe aspiring entrepreneurs or, or maybe, uh, you know, female founders or entrepreneurs, uh, what would that be based on your experience? I have had this question before and, th- and I will always say the same answer. Um, it is to genuinely care um, about the problem that you're solving. Um, and I kind of emphasize this even more, I guess. I know like people are like, oh, yeah, I'm really trying to solve this problem. And I'm like, yes, that's great. But let's just make sure you really do want to do that. Because when time, <laughs> when time goes rough, when, it, when you're down and you've been punched five times and you're on the floor bleeding, like you're, that's the one thing that's going to make you get up. So I, I just really hope whenever people are starting ventures, they do start it with the right reasons, which is not to make money or to mm-hmm. think it's sexy or think like, yeah, you know, I think in five years, like it's going to be really cool. And like, I'm just going to get a lot of money in my bank. It's actually like, wait, that's not the reason to start a company. Definitely <laughs> you not. need to really <laughs> care about the problem fundamentally and solve it. Because trust me, if you want to make money, you can make money in a much faster way somewhere else. Um and this is so much more higher risk. Um, this this is Definitely. A, yeah a space for you more for for problem solving and and sometimes problem solving without getting anything in return. And that's something you kind of want to go in with so that you know that you know you're really solving a, a genuine problem you care about because uh, that's going to pull you through the thick um, the thick sludge when you get through that. Yeah, that's great advice. I think that uh, it's pretty. You pretty much have to have that mindset, and if if you're not ready to basically do it for free for the rest of your life, that sort of you know to that extreme, then you probably 
you probably should uh, just stay at BCG or wherever you're working and, and earn that nice cushy <laughs> page. So much more. You get holidays. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally, totally. And you can you can just unplug. Um, so, Francesco, last question is: Where can people find you, follow you, connect with you, and learn a little bit more about the great stuff that you're working on at GoGet? Awesome. Yeah, of course. Um, so, firstly, you can definitely find out more about just GoGet in general by going to www.goget.my. Um, for me personally, um, of course, you can just um, ping me on LinkedIn. I'm Francesca Chia, just on LinkedIn, um, as well as Facebook. Um, and you can just kind of find me through there. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for sharing your story. And we will definitely uh, be following up with you and tracking your progress because uh, I'm excited at, uh, at, at what you guys are, are working on there. And we wish you the best of luck. Thanks so much. All right. Take care now. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. All the show notes and links can be found over at jkimshow.com. Come back often and make sure you subscribe, rate, and review. Don't forget to join us next week for another exciting episode of The J. Kim Show. I'd love to hear your comments. You can find me on Twitter at jkimmer, J-A-Y-K-I-M-M-E-R. See you guys next week. This podcast is brought to you by Hack Your Fitness, the high achiever's guide to getting ripped in under three hours a week. If you're anything like me, you're probably working a full-time job or jobs and trying to find time to balance family life, social life, and last but not least, fitness. Look, I get it. I'm a full-time investor and entrepreneur myself and father of two. So how am I able to stay fit year-round without spending hours and hours in the gym killing myself on the cardio machine? After struggling for the last 15 years trying every workout and diet under the sun, I finally designed a system that allows me to achieve and maintain single-digit body fat for life in under 3 hours a week. Cardio not required. Head on over to hackyour.fitness and download my free 13-page guide that teaches you the simple science behind efficient fitness and smart nutrition and gives you everything you need to know to finally take control of your life. That's hackyour.fitness.